Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fine edition of Dr. Homebrew. My name is Jason J.P. Petros. You might know me from other shows as Dr. Homebrew and then some other ones I can't really talk about. Uh, I am with my intrepid co-hosts, Brian and Lee. Hey also, there. Yeah. We'd also like to thank our opening band. It's like Push and the Pushies or something. Uh, yeah, who knows who did this? I have no idea who Push did it, but they... Uh, they kind of fired it off, huh? That's some rock and roll. Watch how you say pushy. It sounds so handsome. Dangerous. They do sound real handsome, actually, Warren. Thank you for uh, for uh, commenting on their handsomeness. You're welcome. Um, that is Warren, of course. Uh, Beardy, as you may uh, or may not be aware. Um, hi. Hi. Why do they call him Beardy? I've been wondering. Um, because he likes to shave. I don't get it. I think it's really... Uh, uh, he works at Her- Heretic Brewing Company. I do. I'm there every day. Do you stand around? Do you just really order Chris around, who's the head brewer? <laughs> well, actually, according to his new business card, he's the brewmaster. Oh. Yeah. Wow. We all just found that out, even though Chris has had his cards for months now. Wow. We finally got around to reading it. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah. hey, look at what yeah. I am. Yeah. Check this out. Nanny, nanny, poo-poo. Yeah. I gave myself a promotion through an error in printing. <laughs> well, you know, in addition to that fabulous beard, look at that head of hair. That thing's amazing. Yeah, Warren, uh, Warren has some powers of the follicle, for sure. <laughs> I don't yep. know where this is going now. The powers of the follicle. Yeah. I've got some extras if you want. Just take your shirt off, Warren. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when are we going to throw the camera on in case, in case no one's ever seen Warren? That's me. There's uh, there. nipple cam. All right, there you go. You're live, Warren. Shirt on or shirt off? Well, do whatever you want to do. I okay. mean, you still have to be married after this. what's up. I still have to be? Yeah. Uh, you didn't know that? This doesn't get I, you out of that. Oh. No. You told me this would get me out of it. Well, I lied. It would get you out of the house. Yeah. Oh. Right. <laughs> I assumed the whole thing was off. No. No. Shit. You wish. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to Dr. Homebrew, of course. Uh, if you are a little unfamiliar with our format, we take two master BJCP judges, which are Brian and Lee, and we pit uh, any homebrewer, any homebrewer at all, uh, against them. Uh, while it's not really a, a, a competition, we judge it as such. And, and the main point here is to get you feedback on your beers. True, proper feedback. Um, y- you know, uh, unlike anything else you would actually ever get in a competition, I feel. Especially after getting my first round scores back. Um, I got nothing near the detail uh, that these two, two young men will require. So, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, wrong. it's you get... Uh, oh, tell me about it. I... I, I if I didn't have jury duty today, I would have brought my sheets in, yeah. and I would have thought about it and had a brain left. The malt uh, but, in your beer smells good. Oh no, I got mm. I got like uh, aroma good. 
Cool. Three oh, out of five. Pops. I yes. could have told you that. Is that it? It has Ass. a good aroma. I, I, you, you, should, you should talk to whoever was running that comp. And complain I about did. The it was his they, first. They a one-word review. It was his aroma? first time, and I felt real bad. I know the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually emailed two of the judges. Um, one guy told me specifically he would not buy another pint of my beer, of my cider, rather. Mm-hmm. But then he scored it in the very good range. So I, I called him on it. I go, well, how, how, how do you justify not buying another pint and yet scoring it very good? And he just addressed every other issue that he uh, screwed up on, but didn't really address the uh, really shitty judging comment. So anyway, needless to say, this is not like that. If you uh, send your beer in, we'll actually get you on the phone. Or if you're local, you can come in in person. Oh, hell, if you want to drive out here or fly out here just to be on this little dinky show, uh, by all means, do it. Um, and then uh, the next SpaceX shuttle and come on by. Yeah, why not? Uh, if you can get here and, uh, you know, whatever. Um, we will go through your, your beer with a fine-tooth comb. These people, uh, Brian and Lee, they are very uh, good at what they do, and uh, they are very diligent in, in, in filling out every single solitary space That's right. um, on that but piece of paper. But we're not perfect. No, of course not. I just not. want to point that out. Right. And After they're fine mentors, previous discussion. too. I mean, that's the thing with judging. You're, as you're sitting down with a, ju- uh, a junior judge, you're helping them learn how to do the right. thing. Right. I mean, just see all JP has learned over the last year of this. Right. I've learned so much about things. And, <laughs> and, uh, I swear I heard Diacel. He's really crushing, yeah. it, crushing the candy. Yeah, I was playing Candy Crush, uh, you know, while we're waiting for the break because yeah. I can't. I'm not going to judge. What are you guys crazy? Right. Um, I keep cutting myself on okay. this chair. That was the second time I've sliced my thumb open on a chair. That's how fragile my skin is. Self-abuse through furniture. <laughs> I'm, I'm a cutter, but, to new but I'm just... Uh, a cutter, uh, anyway, uh, so we have we have two special guest beers today. Uh, one of them is Beardy's Beer. Woo-hoo. Yes. Beardy's Beer. Beardy's Beer. Uh, which is named as New Brewery, Beardy's Beer. Um, and then uh, the second one is mine. I brought my <laughs> beer in. Um, I happen to actually have had had... Have had had had... Have had have, had had had... Uh, to, to brew beer. That's a little reflexive. And um, uh, I'm strong. I want you to know it. Reflexive. Oh. Reflexive. I <laughs> get the acidity already. Right. Um, no nepotism here either. It's a, uh, no, why would there be? It's a, uh, what I call Belgian table beer, um, kind of modeled after the Westy Six. And, and, and Peter Munoz was on um, a couple months ago. I, I, I can't remember the date anymore. Wow, uh, yeah. He did I'm the same that. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did he inspire yours? No. Okay. No, I I did mine uh, independent of his. Yeah. Of his cool thing. He did it before dude. it was cool. Yeah. And he yeah. makes amazing sausages if you've never had them. He does. I have not, but I've heard. I've heard things about him. The, I mean, the magic he can I weave. Mean, wickedly heard things about his magic sausage? Well, you know. <laughs> and uh, one of the best ghost brewers, or, uh, ghost brewers in the world here. Yeah. That's yeah. He... he uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good brewer. So anyway, so uh, he was on, and uh, um, and uh, now I feel it's my turn to bring my beer in. Um, now you get the experience. You know, you get to you get to have your judge beer, your your beer judged by us, and right? Which I've always feel wanted. what it's really like. Not only are you the host, you're also an <laughs> right. you get to be on the other side of the gun you to be and a moderate the proceedings. The other side of the guillotine. It's like being in charge of your own execution. Yeah, I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great. No, I do have some questions, and uh, and you know, hopefully, you guys can answer them. And Warren, you have a milk stout, yes, that you brewed at my house. <laughs> yes, all these beers were brewed at JP's house. Yeah, yeah. how awesome! I, is I, JP I, house I, show. I put it in the back of my truck after I brewed it and fermented it at my house. Yeah, 
Mm. Collecting so, air along the way. Right. No, I it was an open open bed fermentation. <laughs> yeah. I just left it in the back of my truck. <laughs> right. A yeah. puddle in the back. Right. That'd be great. To I, I have a, a pickup. My, gr- my driveway is sloped, so it all stayed right up against the cab uh-huh. in, in the bed of the truck. So. Smart maneuver. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no drain plug or anything, so it stayed in, and I just siphoned it out when it was done. Well, that's... Just didn't back out the street and go up a hill and drain it out that way? <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have done that. Hit and the I could have put, put hops in the back, and then it would have been like a Randall-type <laughs> thing. Yeah. A bed liner or some squirrels came, came, came along and got really uh, happy. Yeah, there's a sprayed, sprayed-in bed liner. Uh, so it uh, might, might get a little plastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lulu Gumshoe in the chat wants to know how many gallons of milk he used, but we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that. Um, so... Uh, this is normally where where we would announce. Uh, well, first of all, let's get into our, our, our primary sponsor, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and find out everything you need to know about how to clean your equipment, people. We cannot stress this enough, especially in a competition environment. If you want to make beer that will win you ribbons and accolades and free things, you need to have clean equipment. But and, not just clean. No. Sanitary, sanitary. right? And uh, you can't do both of those things at the same time. Uh, a lot of these other cleaners and, and, and sanitized combination things will uh, lead you to believe that. But studies show, uh, I don't know what kind of studies they are, but uh, you, you, you can't do it. You need to clean the thing first, and then you need to sanitize the thing, whatever it may be. And uh, Five Star really has kind of the best, uh, you know, the, the best cleaners and sanitizers on the market. I've used them for years, and uh, once uh, once we brought them in over on More Beer, uh, we just couldn't keep them in. We were... When I was working there, we would run out of them all the time. Uh, no matter, we would get pallets and pallets of the stuff. And, and once you use five-star chemicals uh, a couple of times and see the kind of job they do, uh, I love PBW because you can just let stuff soak. You fill your, you put put it uh, put it in your carboy, mix it up, and you just let it sit overnight, and that stuff yeah. will just fall right off. Any of that give gunk. up your bleach usage. Go to the oh yeah, I don't know if anybody does. Pe- do people use bleach There's and still iodine still and all that kind of stuff? I heard of OxyClean still getting oh, used. Oh yeah, I oh man, it's basically OxyClean and iodine. Similar. Now, I use yeah. iodine yeah. on my plate chiller, but that's the only place. Yeah, I mean, I know I, I still see it for sa- iodine for sale in homebrew stores. So they and actually they sell an iodine. They do. I think it's IOStar. IOStar. Yeah. IOStar. Um, yeah, so uh, so check them out at Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com. Every person on the show tonight, Warren, that has sent in beer to the show will get a free pack of chemicals from fivestarchemicals.com. Can you believe that, how lucky we are? I'll put it right next to my Star San and PBW on my I, shelf at home. Yeah, I just bought four pounds right. <laughs> of PBW the day. Yeah. Um, but that's all right. I won't make the nice people at Five Star <laughs> give us. I won't make them give us stuff thank you you're included in that too oh yeah so I, i'm not some. getting any you're not getting shit oh yeah well. <laughs> uh, but everyone else he comes yeah up i just remember there's somewhere i gotta be john <laughs> john wants some brian wants some an- an- another <laughs> thing i realize that you're not going to get is uh our our other sponsor grog tag is giving away a 40 dollars gift certificate to their website for uh the beer with the lowest score nice. right because you're getting it well, i'm sorry you guys don't know that <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Warren? I couldn't hear you. I can't. I still just. I don't know. It's I think just, JP just turned Warren's mic on. No, I think it's Warren. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't think anyone wants to hear his nonsense faulty. and his shit. Oh, I got you. Uh, uh, hello. So uh, check out GrogTag. Go to GrogTag.com. I'm going to say GrogTag Chemicals. That'd be a good website to buy. Uh, and they're customizable, reusable beer labels. 
pour your beers and your wines and your ciders and whatever it is the hells you do uh, at home. They have bottle caps and metal signs. Anyway, it's 40 bucks. You can spend anywhere on that website. And, uh, you know, since I'm an employee of the, of the station and, and Warren is a alternate employee of the station, <laughs> we both have the same base salary, which is odd. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Right. That's what I thought. We're doing great. We're doing awesome. <laughs> um, I won't give it away to to either of us, but uh, maybe I'll give it to John oh. for for guest uh, for for guest appearing here. The grog tag thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Warren, I need to know exactly what you're yeah. saying right now because I don't understand you? it. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, that's a new that's a new thing. It's called the at least your beer will look good grog tag giveaway. Um. Anyway, uh, let's take a break because I need a beer. And uh, we have beer, and we have beer to talk about. So we're gonna you're gonna hear from some sponsors, and then when we come back, uh, I guess we're diving into my beer first, right? Would no, Warrens. Warrens. Do Warrens no. first. Mine All right. First. Yes. Ladies first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ladies first. Huh? We'll know. save yours for the last. Yeah. I mean, Who's, mine. Oh, yours is first. No, last. Oh, last. idiot. Mine's first. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. Cool. I'm gonna go scrub the earphone. Break time. Uh, crumbles out of my ears. Yeah, I think you should. Welcome to Dr. Uh, Hunter, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be back after this. Hang on a second. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today hey woolly i'm beat can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while you're beat i've been swinging through this forest for 50 years ever since we ever since we first escaped from the circus i know i know but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose hairy girls Mark, we stop look what is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and Rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on in to the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great-tasting beer and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second-best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two- and three-roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. 
Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Come along now. It's time for your medication. Everybody, welcome back. It is Dr. Homebrew, and we're cracking open Warren's Milk Stout. Warren, have you ever made a milk stout before? Yes, this one. Oh, that's weird, because we're drinking it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, let's start off with the basics, Warren. How long have you been homebrewing, man? Um, Since 2009, so I guess five years now. Okay. Um, I started in Minnesota. Um, it's a lot more fun to brew there, because in the wintertime... I would heat my garage up to 40 degrees, <laughs> yeah. and I could just leave my kegs and fermenters sitting out. Oh, wow. Versus just, uh, I have now I have a garage full of freezers and things <laughs> to keep it cold. But, um, I'm sure your wife is happy about that. Yeah, she loves it. Yeah. Um, when are you going to get rid of all these things? <laughs> she Never. doesn't go out in the garage. No. Get out! Well, why would she? I mean, you know, the washing well, machine. Yeah, there's there, not but... a whole lot of room for her to, to fit out in the garage. Right. Um but yeah, uh, got started out there. I brewed kind of similar to Greg on the last show. Um, I think I brewed three or four partial mash kits before mm-hmm. going to all grain. Um, I just was so excited and reading uh, a bunch of books, designing great beers, really got me wanting to start learning how to do it all myself. Yeah. Um, so got into doing that. Um, my first all grain batch was awful um because my thermometer on my mash tun wasn't calibrated and so i mashed uh, about 20 degrees hotter than what i was shooting for nice 20 20 so wow. i was mashing out instead of doing my sack rest <laughs> um oops yeah so the yeast had a hard time fermenting all of the sugars that were there um but yeah uh i just like brewing styles that i don't find commercially well um, milk milk stout is definitely one of them yeah i've yeah. only had two or three um and um none of them were made in california so i i i, I think my experience is about the same with yeah. that style too and so i just i like brewing the harder to find styles since can't find them so might as well make them right but then i always like sending them competition or getting them to people who know some something about it to see if what i made is it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People like me. Whether or not I should like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I give you the approval to like this beer. I'm allowed to like it. I okay. like this yeah. beer. Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Brian. Tell Warren what he's done accurately. Oi. According to the stuff. He made beer. Go. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thanks Warren made in. beer. Well, it has alcohol in it. It is a liquid. <laughs> um, it's not frozen. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, it's a, the the style is called a sweet stout, but it's historically referred to as a milk or cream stout. Uh, but this is um, this particular one has a mildly roasty, 
note in the uh, aroma. Uh, seems like a pretty clean ferment with just medium fruity esters generally in there. And uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of the, the creamy, milky, sweet notes in the aroma that you can get in this beer uh, a lot of times. Um, no hops are detected. It's You wouldn't want to put a lot of hops in this beer because that would really detract from what, what the, uh, you know, the coffee and cream kind of thing that you really want to get in it. So that was good. The hops are out of the way. Um, no... No DMS or, or butteriness. Uh, or just a hint of an ashiness in there, a little bit biting in the aroma. But um, you know, overall, it has a lot of the elements you'd want. It's like a little big on the roast and doesn't have the, as much of the sweetness as I'd like in the aroma. But it's a dark beer. It is pretty much just black, blackish, blackish brown in color. Near, it's pretty much opaque you can can maybe see that there's a little hint of clarity at the corners of the glass it's hard to even see that um fine bubbles uh stick around for for a fair while but they they drop after a little bit um in the flavor it's uh the dark malts really dominate this profile the the bitterness from the malts is actually pretty noticeable and that was one of the things that detracted from it just a little bit Yet there is a low, smooth, cream-like sweetness in the flavor that is helping to take the edge off of that. Uh, it, again, it seems very cleanly fermented, uh, ale fermentation, uh, the balances to the roast malt, and you get a nice lingering chocolatiness in the finish, like a bittersweet chocolate with a little bit of cream. Um, it is a just a little touch accurate in the flavor, too. It's not too sweet. I would say it kind of finishes medium. It's not anywhere near medium dry, but it's not like finishing sweet as you'd want it but um it's still nice because it's so clean and and the roastiness in it is as pleasant with that chocolatiness that's in there too so uh body wise it's kind of medium full bodied with with uh some grain astringency and a little bit biting but uh you know no warmth where it was noted kind of a medium to medium low carbonation um kind of in the territory where it should be um overall it's not, it's not really I wouldn't call it harsh because it's not it's it's got a hint of some some kind of smoky ashy characters in it and a lot of roasts it's it's a big roasty beer and I think to balance that out you probably need a little more of that uh, the creamy element in there uh, you know some uh, some added lactose in there and maybe dial back the darkest roast malts just a touch to kind of enhance that smoothness but. Um, has a lot of elements I want in the beer, and I would still call it a, su- a sweet stout. It's a pretty good example. I, I gave it a 33. A very good example. There you go. Look, at you, you look surprised, Warren. Yeah, I was expecting worse. Mm. Well, you, you always should. Um, that's my that's my theory. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you want my comments in between? No. <laughs> I don't even want to hear from you after this, actually. Perfect. Uh, Lee, go ahead, man. All right. Um, mostly reiterate what Brian said without bothering to say it. Um, dark chocolate um, and a lot of ash. I got that in the nose and the flavor. Um, otherwise, uh, no, there was some obvious sweetness in there. Not a lot, but enough uh, for the style. Uh, pretty nice body, good carbonation. Um, for me, the flavor profile from the dark malts, instead of being sort of coffee and chocolate, it was more very dark chocolate and charcoal ash kind of flavors. Very, very dark roast malt profile. It's probably too dark to really make this kind of a style work. Um, usually they like sort of more the coffee chocolate sort of thing. That's basically right out of the guidelines. Um, and this, in this context, it makes it just taste kind of 
It's kind of charcoaly. Um, there's a bit of a green pepper kind of flavor in there, too, which I get sometimes in stouts. Um, I, I've heard rumors of people thinking that might be an oxidation thing, but I, I honestly have not really managed to track down whether that's true or not. Um, but aside from that, which I think is probably just an ingredient issue, so that would be my first guess, um, I actually thought it was a well-made beer. It balanced nicely. Uh, it had some good creaminess. It was on the drier end of the style, but still pretty nice. You know, I'm, I'm sure there was some sugar, lactose or something added there, but it was um, the, the extra dark roast ashiness probably balances that out some. Uh, but it was clean ferment, had a nice appearance. It was very dark, had some nice tight foam on the top. But it lingered pretty well. It was a really pretty-looking beer, actually, even though you couldn't see probably a supernova through it. It was so dark. Um, uh, but, yeah, it, it was good. It was just too much ash and charcoal in there. Um, and a little bit of green pepper kind of like came along with that. But um, So if you throttle that back, this could be really good. As it is, I gave it a 35. That might be a little generous, but not too much. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much within the parameters. It's just, I think, uh, to my taste, a slight mis- miscalculation on the, the type, of, type of roast to put in there. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I went overboard on the the roasted grains, um, but I've got the recipe right here. I added. Uh, two- I'm sorry. Uh, let's let's just let John jump in here real fast. Oh, and see okay, if he's sure. anything to add, and then we'll sure. get to your recipe. You just slow down, Beardy. Okay. Uh, just a couple notes that I had that weren't already mentioned. So on kind of on the vegetal side. Uh, where Lee said green pepper, it was more like a kind of like a roasted green pepper for me. So you got that little burnt character to it. On the, uh, I, it wasn't as acrid or ashy to me. It was more like um, kind of that burnt treacle, uh, dark roasty kind of burnt characteristic that might have come across as more of a, a dry ashy characteristic, and definitely not sweet enough for the style. I mean, I've had this beer growing up uh a buddy of mine's english and we drank a lot of the uh sweet stouts growing up and uh they are a good bit sweeter than this still a really good beer and and one of the better scores that i had tonight which i give it a 32 so kind of in between these guys and uh really enjoyed it and uh with i think a few small tweaks this is a a kick-ass beer awesome um warren mr bill now it's okay if you please (laughs) confession time um I put dead cats in this beer, and uh, um, no. yeah. it's supposed to be a pilsner. Cats. That's why it's so dark. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Roasted. I ran it. I, I let it run through my chimney uh, before. <laughs> Tastes like it. Da- nice. I ran it down the chiminy into the keg. Actually, into the That's back the of the wart truck. Chiller, huh? Right. Yeah. Right. Chilled <laughs> it in the chimney. The yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I added two pounds of lactose. It was an eleven and a half gallon batch. Um, it starting gravity was. Um, 10.56, it went down to 10.23. Um, hmm. And it was... I'll just round to the nearest whole percent. Um, 69% uh, crisp Maris Otter. Yeah. Um, se- seven and a half... Right, I'll, whatever. Seven and a half percent uh, Crystal 55 from Baird's. Um, 5% Thomas Fawcett's Pale Chocolate. Um... Seven and a half Baird's roast barley and two percent Baird's black, um, with four ounces of Willamette at sixty minutes. Um, nice ingredients. Yeah, and no, so definitely uh, quality stuff. Um, yeah, and that's what I was kind of curious about the green pepper because I get that, um, and I've gotten that um, in other other beers that use um, 
the Bairds and Thomas Fawcett, and so I was wondering maybe if you guys had any ideas <laughs> what, we about where that would come earlier. from. Um, Not because... necessarily. I, I've heard some people speculate it might be an oxidation product mm-hmm. for dark malts, but I... I you know, it's like not like I've tested that out or seen a published research on that or anything. I can taste. It tasted like that during fermentation, so mm-hmm. I don't think it would be oxidation while right. fermentation was going on. Then it might be one of the vendors. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, faucet's not something I've used. The Baird I probably use fairly often because it's mm-hmm. so available out here. But I'm not. I haven't myself ever traced it to a particular source. Mm-hmm. Um, or something. I, as it is, I mean, just for the recipe balance, I'd probably throttle back the roast barley and the the black malt by half or two-thirds mm-hmm. for what you put in it and just yeah. bump up the rest with the chocolate i think you'd get what you're after mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know I, I would love to hear other people's experiences if people have if, if anybody thinks they've nailed this down in the, the great listener land out there yeah you know if they ever figured out if there's a particular vendor that's selling roast barley or whatever that's given this green pepper flavor mm. what and was it, your yeast that you used by the way uh Kaleo. <laughs> So just uh, White Super Labs neutral. 001. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd add to that, if it is a particular supplier, it's probably one of the more common ones. Because when I, you know, if I judge stout flights and comps, I get that a lot. R- yeah, that, and that, I, I taste it in, in a lot of professional dark beers yeah. also. Yeah, um, and sometimes it actually comes out as flat, like a hot chili pepper even, mm-hmm. which is even worse. Yeah. It's just yeah, weird. Roasted, burnt, yeah, and I, I don't understand green. where it comes from. Yeah. but And it's really hit or miss, because I've had... I've made beers using those same ingredients. Sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't. So it might even be just a batch to batch thing. Huh. Interesting. With the something the yeast is doing to the malt, and the, yeah, I mean yeah. it could be just some weird polyphenol that's in the malt, and you can, you know, you mash a certain way and use your yeah. yeast a certain way. It just comes out, and other times it won't. Well, I don't know because it, it can also get it in coffee beers. Yeah. When yes. when Co- they add coffee, coffee yeah. beers, coffee I, gets I get it, but peppery. I I blame the coffee. And, oh, right. And like a lighter right. roast, and how they're adding it. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than any of the dark malts, so it's probably yeah. a product of the roasting. You know, something, there's a lot going on with the yeah. roasting process that could kick out flavors like that. Because coffee can be described as having a peppery flavor, and and malt malt can too. So yeah, interesting. Uh, Turn myself off. Uh, we have a couple questions from the, from the chat. Um, Blobber wants to know. Uh, he has a question about milk stouts. Would nitrogen be a good idea to accentuate a lack of creaminess? Or uh, maybe if a beer has too much ash, um, would throwing some nitrogen on there kind of uh, you know accentuate uh-huh. some of that, that might sweetness, look. creaminess, and kill that? I don't think it's going to add creaminess, but it's going to make it seem a little smoother. Uh, I think. But yeah, when we had uh, when we had left hands milk stout, the carbonated mm-hmm. version and the the nitro version, mm-hmm. um, the nitro version. The creaminess was a lot more apparent than yeah. in just the the 100 carbonated version, um, and I noticed at least with just this the beer that I brought, um, the temperature has a very big impact on the balance between the creaminess and the the strong roastiness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think serving temperature and also the the beer gas versus just straight mm-hmm. carbonation would definitely affect the balance. Yeah. Do you think this is a style that you have to beer gas? No, no, no. You'd want to avoid putting too much carbonation in it to avoid having a carbonic bite alongside all that the roastiness that's there. So Mm -hmm. you want to hold that back a little bit, kind of keep your carbonation on the lower side, and and have all those harmonious elements of this, you know, this espresso-like, you know, creamy espresso kind of flavored beer come through without that in a way. 
Yeah. But, you know, and also there's almost none of this is available from the original sources anymore, and that's most of what gets carbonated in a bottle. Mm. I've never seen – I mean, there's almost no one shipping a milk stout or a sweet stout over from England anymore anyways. Maxson's pretty much disappeared. I've never <laughs> seen it on tap. Uh, you know, the left hand that Warren's talking about is the first time I've heard, and that's going to be an American interpretation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, But I would guess just like it, it would have similar impact that it does. Again, it's just going to – decrease the acidity, increase just the frothy mouthfeel and the creaminess, and it should really make it go that way. Yeah, make it nice and creamy. If it fails, oh well, it'll still be good. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's not going to make it sweeter, though. That's That was one of the, you know... Okay. Uh, I've always kind of thought that, that that nitrogen gave, maybe it was just an impression of sweetness. Huh. Um, but, uh, you know, what do I know? I'm real. I'm real handsome. <laughs> uh, Warren, do you have any any other comments or questions for the guys about uh, about making a, a um, You mentioned that I I I've, I've read about before making this beer that um, for competition uh, you should tend towards the sweeter side, even like because I didn't I wasn't going to enter it in a competition or anything, and so I was I wanted it to be a little bit drier than I guess what people expect it to be, and maybe what the traditional English styles were. Um, and so I guess just in terms of your own preference, would you want it to be sweeter and thicker body? Like, cause it finished at 1023. Are well, you suggesting like 1030? It's a really original guide, question. The guidelines too. would tell yeah. you it's, it's medium to high sweetness. Right. So it needs to be at least fairly sweet. This is, I mean, given the terminal gravity on it, I'm surprised, and the amount of lactose you put in there, I'm surprised it tastes as dry. But that's probably because you've got all that roast in there. It really dries right. out the palate. So yeah. if you throttle that back, right. it might seem sweeter right there. Sure. Um, yeah, probably should seem a little sweeter than this. I, I don't think this is this is bad, but mostly I pick up the sweetness in the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so it probably should have, I mean, if you want to like hit the style Nazis where they want to get hit, it should probably be apparently sweeter right. to, the, yeah. to the taste than this. But I think this judge w- would judge what much better on the West Coast than on the East Coast. If this same beer came out on a, in a Georgia NHC or something like that, where the palates are much towards the softer, sweeter, less hoppy beers, less roasty beers, they would perceive this even more bitter, dry, right. and less huh. interesting. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I if- think you got the best shake. In this area here with these guys, so <laughs> right. we can handle some. Bitter. So this is the best I'm going to do, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Get used to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you want to do a version of this beer that has a little, a little um, lower sweetness, and you should be able to do that and make it a perfectly acceptable beer. You, yeah, definitely dial back that roastiness, and then the balance will come in. Because I think mm-hmm. if you just dial back that roastiness, you're going to notice the sweetness a little more, sure. and it's going to be better balanced. Like as it is right now, the balance is toward that roasty malt and not right. as much the sweetness but what, you could change that just by pulling back the, the darkest malts the same. What, what did you score him Brian? I scored it a 33. Think 33 is your new 50 Warren <laughs> oh well then I did great yeah you did wonderful oh man. cool yeah. ultimately yeah. I found that between like a dry stout and an oatmeal stout ultimately huh. mm. not sweet enough to be that's still very stout, good man. according just, to the score sheet oh it is yeah, it's, yeah. Super it's an enjoyable beer it's clean but made. would Brian buy another pint oh definitely not Uh-oh. okay I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy another. I hate Why that check mark on the new score sheets. Yeah. Would you finish this beer? Would you buy a pint? Would you pay? You know, whatever. You dump it on somebody's head. <laughs> they don't. Have I wouldn't that. even dump it on someone's head. Yeah. No, I'm too nice for that. <laughs> no, that's um, a highly respectable score. Anything else, Warren? Um. No. Okay. I'll try it again. All right. 
Please do. Probably on my system. Quite possibly. <laughs> what are you doing uh, Saturday? Uh, I'm brewing beer. Not with you. Someone oh. else. Oh, well, yeah. fine. It's Big Brew Day. Yeah, I was going to brew. Oh. Yo, I won't be there. You can use it. Oh. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, it's going to be uh, it's going to be my beer, my uh, Belgian table, you know, whatever. Lee was hammering me on the style guidelines on that because there is no style for it. It's my session IPA. Uh, anyway, Doctor Homebrew, everyone, stay tuned. We'll be back after this. Hey guys, JP here from the Brewing Network. On the show, you've heard us talk about the importance of using the right malts and the freshest ingredients possible when brewing up a batch of beer. As a BJCP judge, I am always impressed when brewers make European beer styles and choose the proper base malts, something that really comes through in the finished product. BSG supplies your favorite local shop with malt from maltsters like Bayerman and Rar. These malts are the real deal for the most authentic beers possible. BSG, Brewer Supply Group, is the source for quality malts. Crisp, Simpsons, and Patagonia are more of the amazing maltsters BSG brings to you. From pilsners to porters, use the right malts for every style of beer with malt from BSG. BSG, quality malt for a quality beer. Putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine is the new go-to source for home brewing enthusiasts and anyone passionate about craft beer. Each new issue is full of inspiration, recipes, and techniques for home brewing, cooking and pairing food with beer, and features from craft brewers and the world of craft beer. More than 120 full-color pages of content, quarterly releases, and annual specials. Get practical advice from brewing experts, equipment reviews, great interviews, and much much more. There's a new craft beer magazine available right now. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine on newsstands now. Visit www.beerandbrewing.com. Subscribe now and get your limited edition bottle opener free today. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine, the new word in craft beer and brewing. All right, welcome back, everyone. Dr. Homebrew, glad you're hanging out with us. This is the uh, all-brewcaster or all-pseudo-brewcaster or all 
Oh, you're a real brewcaster. Brewcaster slash sit. Some guy. It, some guy brewcaster uh, beers. Uh, we just went over Warren's Milk Stout, which is very good. I think I gave it a four. And uh, we're about to try my <laughs> Belgian table beer, which I'm sure Warren will give a thousand. <laughs> your score doesn't count. Out of a million. Neither what? of your scores hey. counts. <laughs> the score, the points don't matter. No. Well, when, when do they matter? This is, right. this is America. Everyone wins. It's all about the love. It is all about the love. There's love here? It's just, I mean, you just we don't even have to go over it. Oh, the aroma, <laughs> the aroma of fresh feet. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's fine. So, Did someone uh, fart? It so let's like just skip farted. over this and we're, get right to the Yeah, water. we're just going to get out of here. Uh, thanks, everybody. It's been Dr. Homebrew. And, uh, and um, oh, there's got to be a question about your beer. <laughs> on, on the chat. Let's go straight to the JP, chat. JP, what, what, what feed? How long have you been brewing, JP? Uh, yeah. yeah, how long have you Tell been brewing? Tell us about your brewing history. So this is your first beer, right? <laughs> this is your first my time first on the show, beer ever. Right? It's my first time appearing on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Bad. Sure. We, we like all kinds. Um, I started brewing in 1998, and um, I just really fell in love with it, you know? I just, I just wanted to have some fun with it. Uh, my first beers were awful, um, and uh, they were, uh, you know, gushers. They were, every single one of them was a gusher. And uh, Is that when the movie Mean Girls came out? I don't know that. And I don't know why this you... This the wrong audience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to appeal to the younger That's a listeners movie? right now. No, there was like some 10-year anniversary. Moving on. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, just uh, started Extract like everybody else and then moved to uh, Partial Mash and did three of those and said, fuck this shit, I'm out of here, I'm moving up to All Grain. And, uh, yeah. A lot of still. There you go. Put your yeah. big boy pants on. <laughs> yeah. When did you become uh, so bitter and angry, though? That's what I want to know. Probably about my hundredth homebrew (laughs) that I've had from other people. Uh, No, I've kind of just, I don't know, brewing beer has lost its luster for me. I enjoy drinking beer and talking about beer and thinking about beer and experiencing beer uh, and formulating recipes, but the actual actual act, um, maybe it's, uh, you know, because I'm a little upset that I can't, you know, nail certain things or whatever but uh uh i don't know standing over a hot kettle for seven hours sucks <laughs> sorry so so tell us about your childhood now <laughs> well my mom was really never there you have for to me say that in a really <laughs> german <laughs> tell us about your childhood. uh so uh lee why don't you start why don't you start with me start okay hammering his beer you jerk from the beginning let's get the knife out <clears throat> start from the beginning yes dark chocolate very low herbal hops, medium ashy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wrong beer. So far, I was... Oh, like, this sounds I, great. I was liking it. Yeah. And it was good. You really do have what, a good Wait, palette. what is this beer first? <laughs> what is this beer? So, so what we weren't sure what to categorize it as for judging purposes. Yeah, good point. But what JP had told us, what is, it was a clone of the West Lateran 6. It's, that's my attempt, that yes. was That was his intent. So we, we held him to that. And we argued about it for a bit, decided not to put it as a Belgian pale ale or blah. We put it as a specialty beer and kind mm-hmm. of Belgian specialty and sort okay. of judge it on its own merits, as it were. So that's what we did because um, there's no real category that this fits in. <coughs> the Westy Six, if, you, if you've never had it, is kind of a, a pale ale-ish sort of thing. It's moderately hoppy for a Belgian beer. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of phenol in it. It's kind of I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like a, p- a pills with some phenols and a little... You know, a little more apparent hop character and some other ale yeast characters, a little fruit in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice beer. Um, I, I, I had one that was like two weeks from Europe, and it blew me away. 
Yeah, it was absolutely very good. blew me away. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised at the amount of hops that there were. It was very bitter. Yeah, very hoppy. Yeah, no, it'd be right at place over here. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah, but you know, people people here they'll get it and they'll age it for a year. That's a mistake. And this is not. This it. is not an aging <laughs> no. beer. No, this is a drink it now beer. Yeah. So what do we get? Uh, well, what did I get? Spicy hops with phenolic white pepper, more phenols and hops, supporting pills malt, some lemon, and almost saison-like nose, but a little bit of DMS in there, um, which actually I got when I was drinking the Westie back in Belgium the one time I went and visited and got it some got some there too. Nice. <laughs> so you meant um, it to be in there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they didn't mean it to be there either. But you know, who knows? I'm not there to interpret their purpose. Um, that's probably somebody else's job. Yeah. Appearance: straw-colored, moderate haze, pours a white foam with fine bubbles, fades to a bead. Um, it's a little less so now, but it's coming out of a growler, and we judged it like an hour ago, so that happens. A flavor: white pepper, phenols, low sulfur, sulfite. Um, Medium to medium high on the phenol. Spicy hops or medium low. Light pills malt with some lemon and peach esters. Finishes lightly sweet. Lingering phenols, lemon and sulfur. A little bit of DMS. Um, body is medium low. Carbonation is medium high, which I think is good for this one. It's not warming or stringent. It's a touch drying, probably some from the sulfur and the phenols. And it's a little bit creamy. Overall... And, and again, since there's no real style, we're kind of almost ma- half making it up and half targeting towards that one particular beer. Uh, I thought it was a well-balanced, refreshing beer, pleasant and drinkable, kind of like a hoppy pills with Belgian yeast, phenol, and ester character. Um, compared to the Westie 6, I think it's more phenol forward, maybe a bit low in the hop flavor and aroma compared to the original. And the sulfur could probably be reduced, either less sulfur in your water or a more active ferment to scrub it out if it's a yeast product. Um, overall, not bad. I actually, well, actually very good. I gave it a 34. That's bullshit score. It is. <laughs> yes. It's the new 50 for you, though. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hey, we congratulations. Heard, we haven't heard from Brian yet. Shut That's up, boy. Right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the Westy <laughs> 6 clone. Um, yeah, the first thing I got from this one was, was lemony. Just uh, mm. big lemony esters shining through over the top of everything else. That. Had a light little kind of tea like note, kind of like kind of chamomile. There's some like little elements of of spice and um, tea in there. Um, I did steep an English grandmother into this, so that <laughs> might have something to do with it. Tea cozy. And a all. hint of yeah. uh, white pepper in the aroma. Um, the malt was clean. Pills like low hops. Uh, yeah, it was. It did have some of the phenolics that Lee's talking about. Spicy but clean. Uh, nice color. It has a nice medium yellow with like kind of a haziness it's like that i don't know kind of um well the haziness is like even it's like very it's like soft looking you know the beer looks soft like a like a like a 80s uh, soft yellow pillow i don't know like Like there's a little vaseline around yeah 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 like when they take your picture and they fuzz it out yeah Yeah. (laughs) like with marshmallow i'm looking at you through it right now you look a lot better thank you um yeah, and a medium low head, decent retention, mostly finer bubbles. Uh, and the flavor, again, a lot of that lemon, like kind of freshly zested lemon notes up front. And uh, what is that from? Because there's nothing, you know. I, I think I, I use uh, saws all, yeah, all the way through. Some yeast, esters yeast, that the yeast, yeast is kicking out. Yeah. It's a it's a very yeast balanced beer, and this mm-hmm. was balanced towards the yeast. Then and. and 
Um, yeah, honestly, I think if you'd serve this as a saison, no one would doubt you for a second. That, I, that's, I, yeah. that's the point yeah. I would make. I agree with some of the saison-like uh, comments there, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I found it to be lightly acidic, but not sour. It was it was t- tending towards being a little bit acidic, <laughs> kind of like you get in a... Some of those lighter acidic beers, like the um, the goes or you know those kinds of beers, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool, and it, it did aid the refreshing quality of the beer. Um, but you know, Belgian with light pepper and uh, you know, uh, good Belgian yeast ferment going on here. So, but not like one of those big heavy like boom in your face phenols. Just light and you know, adding some character to it. The bitterness was very low, I found, and um, yeah, it finishes pretty dry. Uh, in the body, it was kind of, yeah, like Lee said, medium light body with pretty firm carbonation, uh, no warmth or astringency, not very creamy, but still fairly smooth and easy to drink. I found this to be a really interesting beer with, and has a lot going for it. I'm not as familiar with the Westy Six. I've only had it maybe, well, I think I've only had clones of it, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> uh, so maybe someone can send us some. Um, but I really found the, <laughs> yes, the light, please send us the light acidic yeah. quality with the light pepper and some of the phenols in there made it really pleasant and it was interesting. It's like for a light beer like this, you could drink this on a summer day and it's it goes down clean and you get a little tang and it's just refreshing and clean. Mm-hmm. So, um, nice beer. Gave it a thirty six. Thank you. Special guest John. You really want to get my comments on this? I do. All right. Is that well, a question or a statement? Uh, it's it's all the above. Nice. Uh, and uh, I had a few different uh, things on the aroma. I got a little uh-huh. bit of honey and floral aromas, mm-hmm. uh, which I found quite interesting. Uh, there was definitely lemon in there, which gave it that saisonic, saisonic. I like that uh, kind of uh, character to it, the, the which possession. I thought was really interesting. Saisonic possession. Saisonic <laughs> possession. Um, That's a good beer name, Warren. Write that down. Uh, great color. Um, uh, you know, head retention, everything, n- nice, fine little bubbles in there, very mm. uh, lacy, beautiful. Uh, the malt, I got a little bit of grainy uh, malt characteristic. Uh, when one place I differ from the uh, from the fine boys to my right here, if we're virtually looking over there, is I did get a little bit of uh, grainy astringency and tannic character mm. out of this. Uh, it was tied in with the lemon and with the bitterness of the hops and other parts, but uh, it was it was definitely enough for me to to uh, uh, pop up and, and take notice of, which I I found a little bit of a, a detractor. Uh, the lemony character and all those other fruity fruity aspects uh, were really interesting and and kind of pushed it back towards that uh, farmhouse ale kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know like I was just gonna. <laughs> work the uh, back 40 and drink one of these that'd be great uh but that a little bit that funky astringency a uh, little bit of the tannic character was my main drawback on it and and it actually took me down a, a good bit down to uh 28 points so i, I apologize for that but uh hey at, uh you know harsh on my scores tonight we can't all be good <laughs> Judging. I get kind of a little chalkiness in there or something. It's like, so, there, is there something in the water that is doing something? I will tell you as soon as we hear from um, my close personal oh. friend, Warren Billups. Oh, you want me to talk about your beer? You don't have to. Um, um, if you didn't judge it, then... Um, you'd be a negative. You refuse to judge your beer. <laughs> Shut your trap. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's really going to affect your average, so... Shit. Um, <laughs> um, no, I I did get a bit of a, a mild sulfur note, mm-hmm. um, but... 
I I really enjoy the the blend of lemon and phenols um, and the pilsner. I I kind of jokingly said um, when we were there discussing the categories, I was like, yeah, it's just like a funky Czech pilsner. Um, <laughs> and turns out it, it was actually not that bad of a description. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely a great summertime drinker. Um, and I give it. A 35. Okay, great. <laughs> totally arbitrary. Yeah. How, yeah. how do you pull a number out of your ass when you're sitting on it? I don't understand. Um, it kind of just floats up. Nice. That's yeah. after a lot <laughs> of beers. It also happens to be right between Lee's score and mine. So <laughs> yeah, right. That's pretty safe oh, place really? to you, land. Oh, yeah. That's what Warren does. There you go. Um, so let me tell you about this beer. It was, I believe it was like 17, this is for 10 gallons. It was 17 pounds Belgian pills and like a pound and a half of Munich. Something like that. And that was it. Um, and then all uh, saws all the way through uh, with the, I believe it's the uh, White Labs 530, the Abbey yeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a couple weird things happened. One, the uh, the sparge went way too fast. Like, next thing I know, is like the kettle is halfway full. Thank you. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so you could be getting some of that uh, for sure and I had to back everything way down. With a beer like this, I imagine I was pulling a little bit more out of it than I, than I needed to. So I had to add some some DME and do this whole kind of nonsense to get my gravity back up, and it was a pain in the ass. Um, but I did something different with the fermentation. I was uh, uh, actually w- uh, one of our sponsors on the the Brewcaster Challenge over on the session, uh, Beer Bug. Um, I was using one of their beer bugs to virtually track this fermentation, which was kind of cool. Um, it has a little float uh, that floats in the beer. And uh, it registers the change in uh, density, I imagine, in the liquid and kind of just plots it on a chart. So you can sit at your desk and, like, log in to where your <laughs> beer is and just check. Oh, yeah, it takes, like, oh, it's gone down to, I think, like, six 10, data points 25. an hour or something wow, like back that. Back to the future. It's, like, an electronic yeah. thing. It's I'll show you. I'll show you when we're done. You're my Wi-Fi dancing. broadcast out of the inside yeah. of the fermenter. Yeah. 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 Well, Can I just it, swallow one of these? It's, it's, well, it sits on top. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big thing that sits on top, and then, and then the torpedo, they call it, drops down into the liquid. Okay. No, it's um, not like some kind of uh, uh, like a little uh, tiny guy colon cleansing thing you would uh, take. Yeah, you have your own fantastic voyage. You know, <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> Magic school bus. Um, so the problem was what what I didn't do is well, let me back. up. Usually, I have a, a cask breather, and I have I have a cask breather attached to my conical. Um, so there's always a one psi going into the conical. So that way, if there's a temperature change, instead of bringing in oxygen or perhaps star sand let's say uh for my blow-off bucket it'll just bring in co2 um but warren and i kind of rapped about it a little bit and, and try to figure out what happened basically uh i didn't put a blow-off on it at all i just thought oh okay i've never really gotten a, a vigorous fermentation like that that i need to blow off i have a domed lid the conical from more beer and i should be fine i had friggin' yeast everywhere it just was it exploded and day after day after day, it was just this giant fermentation, 74 degrees. I've made this beer twice before. The first time, uh, I think I did it at 68, and I wanted to up the the, the kind of yeasty qualities to it. Um, so I, I fermented at 72, and then this at 74, and just, I mean, thick, creamy yeast pouring out of this beer bug it was uh and then like uh, down the fan the cooling fans of it's my conical that must have been fun to clean up later. oh my god it was amazing um uh just i've never i've never had a fermentation like that so those are my two kind of caveats um just so you, to let you know what happened to this you won't be to making this beer. this beer again 
I will be making this beer again. Which but I will do it pushes it more in that season. I'll use a blow-off tube for sure. Maybe maybe lower the temp a little bit. But the mean the main problem I have with it is is that graininess that comes through. Um, I noticed it right away, and I don't know where it for me it didn't taste like an astringent thing, but just like there was a grain dust, you know, like actual grain bits that I was drinking. That was fresh grain, um, but I, I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a it's a sharpness. It's I don't know. It's to, to different people, it's different things. It gives me squeaky teeth, like I'm eating spinach or something. Okay, you know. That kind of thing, hmm. and, and I don't know. That came. I, everybody's got different palates, and it came across to me much more than the the gentleman here to the right, the experts. Yeah, mostly to me, it was coming across just kind of sulfury. I mean, I, I can sort of see where John's coming from. There's some of that in there. Had a mostly lot of, for me, yeah. I get sulfur mm-hmm. and a little DMS. This is actually and a lot of phenols. This is actually less sulfury than it was a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, How old is this? Two weeks. Two weeks. You mean from, when, weeks? from when you finished yeah. it, racked it out of the fermenter? Um, I'm Probably. looking at you, and I don't know why, because you weren't there at all for it. No, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, um, two weeks sounds about right, though. It's, it's probably been in the kegs uh, about a week. Oh, I, I, mm. I, I put it on tap the day before it's we last game. So, so last So last Wednesday, or last so, Tuesday. Wait, last Tuesday. So it's like two weeks ago you brewed it. Yeah. Oh God! Well, another no. another week or two might help. This you didn't beer. brew it two weeks ago. Maybe no, three weeks ago. I kegged it last Tuesday. Wouldn't it beer. say on your brew bug? Yeah, website? but I have to log in. I realize, so you know, I don't know. But uh, no, I I kegged it last Tuesday, and I pulled it out of the fermenter after a little over like it, eight days. It's been on tap two game nights. Really? Yeah, because it was really flat the first couple time. It's under honestly, a month, and it's uh, it'll At soften least. out quite a bit. Probably yeah. reduce a little some time, of the acidic. Uh, yeah, drops. The yeast might soak up some of the sulfurs. They might mm-hmm. drop out themselves, and you know, get rid of some of that yeast, some of that that you know, drag out some of the sulfur. Maybe some of the tannins will go with it if you're lucky. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think another week or two might help. You know what? It. Bring so, it on more another that's show. Not going to help it. <laughs> Seriously, do that. you should so totally just, do that. I'll uh-huh. brew another milk stout, <laughs> and we can just recreate. And I'll bring a, this uh, wonderful night. Yeah. I'll bring a gold uh, <laughs> that's not in a thirty-gallon uh, jug that has one. Yeah. Uh, so we're deciting to re-record this whole show. Is that what we're saying? Well, it'll just be a fail. Just a yeah. practice, right? Until yeah. I get above a forty, this is not airing. <laughs> we're not doing this ever yeah. again. We will come back for this. <laughs> um, what about water? Just filtered I, water? Oh, I, I I did filter water and then uh, just straight carbon block, and uh, I put some gypsum in there. Okay. Uh, How and, fast and, do you run off through your carbon filter? I I do it fairly s- slow. I, I I don't just open it full blast and kind of you know two i put about minutes. halfway um one two pint pints a minute, minute. Faster that's than that. the what they recommend in our little uh you know osh yeah faster than carbon that. Yeah, i think everybody does it faster than yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. i don't know I mean, we chlorine should... is a bitch to get out of uh, water without pro tools and super uh-huh. slow water run is uh, a key thing not that we're getting a lot of chloramine mm-hmm. i got a wee trace i wrote down chlorophenols but uh maybe that was a mixture of the peppery spice and some other accent yeah mm-hmm. and given that this is a little sulfur you might not need to be adding any sulfate to it any gypsum mm-hmm. i'm not I, sure I, what the water's like out get a water in, reading but... come to the next dose meeting yeah. we'll do a water on you we've got two <laughs> we'll kids do a water we'll waterboard you, 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 you. we're gonna yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll bring my crystal and the water palms man that'd be great um 
I've always had a problem with my pale beers having kind of a, a, a hoppy snap to them, if you will. This is stout water territory here, though. This is this is stout water territory. Yeah, for sure. It's sulfite. Yeah, I don't know. That's another discussion. These are my problems. Is uh, they're first world problems. They are first world problems. (laughs) There's too many sulfites in my water. (laughs) (laughs) I can't brew the hoppy beer styles I want. I mean, I can drink it when it comes out of the faucet, but just too many sulfites. I won't die. It's not like you got an amoeba in your ear and (laughs) yeah, I don't have to boil it. Yeah, yeah. My life sucks. Yeah. Um. Blank. Yeah, I, yeah, so I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't brew too many pale beers, but I would like to do them well uh, if and when I, I decide to start doing them. So yeah, well, do it again. It's the best way to get better. Got to move to Dublin. But I don't. Right? But I don't know how to. I don't know how to to to. I mean, I don't know. For, for me, dude, th- you host beer, a show where people get feedback. You can figure yeah. it out. Maybe I'm not very smart. <laughs> for, for me, this beer has that. It does have a little more separation between hops and the malt. But usually my pale beers kind of don't. Those things kind of blend together, and I don't, I don't dig that. You see, have you had Andrew on the show yet, uh, Brian? Yeah, he he, he skyped in from Disneyland. So uh, so he builds all his water from RO. Yeah, every I'm not gonna do that. Freaking time. I'm not trying. To JP's too lazy. Insane. I mean, you could blend in some you know distilled water and and lighten up your water profile. Water. That would be easy. Get a couple jugs of distilled water, dump it in there. You know, for a pale beer. Oh, you think that would be... That's a good... uh, Well, do you you normally add sulfites? Because you said you added some sulfites to this one. Yeah. Uh, No, I don't normally, no. Well, that might be why how you're saying that normally there's not a separation between the malt and the hops. The sulfites will will make the hops pop more. Right, that's why I added it. Right. I mean, maybe this is too much... If, oh, I see if, what you're saying. If the sulfites coming through are from the water and not from the yeast, it's possible... That it's from s- some from the east, mm-hmm. especially since it's kind of getting cleaned up as it ages. Yeah. Okay, um, but maybe just go in between zero and what you added for the okay. next time. I'd love I to just, try this in three well, weeks. I made a little pocket in my palm and just mm-hmm. put a little tiny bit in there <laughs> twice. So have Taryn do it. Her <laughs> right. smaller hand with yeah. a smaller amount. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I mean, the other thing too about this beer, if you really want to make it a Westy Six clone, it's way more phenols and hops. So okay. you may actually want to dial up the hop, or at least the aroma, maybe the flavor hops a bit, mm-hmm. um, and Even definitely the cool the ferment out a bit. I, the phenols okay, too much, and, and huh? To some degree, the mm-hmm. esters in here—they're pretty intense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is coming across more like a, a, a baby triple on that sort of thing. <laughs> okay, lemons or, or, or super. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really, really forward yeast Farmhouse-y character. It's probably too much for this beer. Okay, it, yeah. The saison comments were very interesting. Yeah, because uh, I, I never really. Kind of applied that to this. Yeah, and it's not really what I would that I, what I got out of the Westy Six one or two times I tried it. Yeah. So I I, I think the the yeast character is too forward, and in the, in the, in the beer if you're trying to make that, it's too forward. Here. I would like to. It's yeah. such a good beer. Uh, okay, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and wrap up and then get out of here because it's real late and I'm tired. Uh, Doctor Home, everybody, back after this. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. 
More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, welcome back, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us. Quick recap. Uh, what did we say about Warren's beers? Definitely cut down on the uh, dark, uh, dark, the dark malt and his rose. milk stout. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. still a tasty, tasty beer. Yeah, it was still very good, Warren. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. You guys can have it. Great. I'll make another one. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. Well, what you brought is. You should ferment oh, one. There's, from, there's two kegs where that came from. Yeah. Ferment one with the yeast Someone from your beard, maybe, and, and that would do the trick. Oh, I haven't gotten oh, any yeah. yeast. I've gotten things to grow, but not yeast yet. Not Saccharomyces yeast. <laughs> Equalize. That's a whole other story. <laughs> um, it, was there anything else with Warren's Milk Stout that we uh, it, suggested? It was suggested that it should be a little sweeter, but it's you know dialing down the ashy character might help that right there. And if not, you could always add some Stop more lactose. Stop dumping ash in your beer. Apparently. Although it was pretty, pretty. That's a lot of lactose, so that should be mm. should have been there. Certainly mm-hmm. with a terminal gravity of ten twenty three. You would think that's going to be a sweet. I think beer. backing yeah. off the roast grains, I as we mentioned it. earlier, will bring before, the sweetness forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before I tasted it, when I saw ten twenty three on my hydrometer, I was panicking. I was like, <laughs> "Oh no!" no. <laughs> roast, st- roast, roasts leave a lot of terminal gravity. Mm-hmm. They really do. And they really do. They always bring up, yeah. Well, and the lactose yeah. too, with two pounds in there. Yeah, I know. That's a lot. Yeah, in eleven gallons, was it? Yeah, eleven and a half yeah. gallons, two pounds. Oh. You did yeah. good, though, son. You did all right. Thank you. Sweet. I'll do and better then, next time. Good. Uh, and then my beer was basically just uh, just don't ever just make a, it again. Just a hellhole. Quit while you're ahead. Yeah. Just we, stop it doing just, it. It was just like, what was going on here? But try it. 
I want to try this in three weeks and sure. see how zippy tasty it is. Yeah, it might be. Uh, it might be pretty good. It, it does have a little young quality to it, but uh, I think the main thing was just to bring the the ferment temp down a little bit. Uh, maybe try diluting a little bit of the water with distilled water, Bri. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you could blend in some of that. And Why not? Don't or, add or any additives. Yeah. yeah, no sulf- no sulfites. Might yeah. come across a little cleaner. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was an interesting beer for what it was. And we judged it in a wide open category, pretty much, where you could have anything from a really spicy Belgian crazy, you know, which makes it challenging. To, to Orval, you know, I mean, it's just. It could go anywhere where it's just mainly about the balance in a beer like that. And mm-hmm. I thought the balance was nice with what I had there, the lemoniness with a little bit of white pepper and, you know. If JP had said this was tank. a uh, farmhouse ale, would we have judged it better, do you think? Just throwing that out there. I don't know. The I think would have I would different. have. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. It doesn't have as much hmm. of the, um, uh, the funk as you might get from one of those. But, true. Yeah. But the lemons. Oh, the, yeah. the lemon yeah. and the esters and the phenols would be very consistent with that. If you said yeah, Saison. How would you boil yeah. this? Um, 90. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it does have a little DMS. That, that well, gotten rid of too. Yeah, I mean. It might be from the additives. Yeah, I, 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 may, I don't know. I Maybe know. not 90. Maybe 75. Uh, so who wins the award? Okay, I didn't boil it at all. All right, I just ran it off and firm it. You just threw a couple of hot rocks in there, let it sanitize for a bit. Yeah, okay. Hawaiian. Man. I didn't even make it. Right. You just bought this from some home. I bought a yeah. case of Westy Six. Right, and, <laughs> and just uh, spit in it. Poured in the growler. Um, so I think we're going to give the uh, gift certificate, the uh, the uh, uh, grog tag, at least your beer will look good, gift certificate to Blobber, because he asked a bunch of questions in the chat, and then, uh, um, you know, I think he deserves that. So he should send in you, his Weissbach, uh, Weizenbach, that he just he should send finished. In, he should send I don't think, I've never had a beer from Blobber. I don't think I have either. I, don't, I, I, I know Blobber send in your beers, dude. Right? Yeah. All right, let's get out of here, everyone. What do you think? Yeah, I think yeah, let's go. go. It's well, thanks, guys, for uh, having me. Yeah, John, thanks for sitting in. Appreciate it very much. Thanks for bringing your beers. Warren, thank you. Oh, you get some grog tags, right? Some love. No, there. I don't. No. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, that's no. Cool. We're giving him to Blobber. He's being he, withholding. He's pseudo. He, Warren's a pseudo employee. You can you can hear him sometimes on the session, or you can find him all the times at Heretic Brewing in Fairfield. All the times. All the all of the times. Um, Plural. Thank you very much uh, again to our sponsors, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn all about what makes Five Star the best cleaning and sanitizing duo uh, on the market. And then, uh, of course, thanks to Grog Tag uh, for our uh, At Least Your Beer Will Look Good uh, gift certificates. Uh, they will go to, uh, to good use, I'm sure, up there in Canada with Blobber. Uh, until the next time, everyone, be good to each other and... Um, yeah, I almost locked out with my uh, with my other with my Disney podcast lockout. And, uh, that was going to be real weird. Uh, whatever. Do it. Have a magical night. <laughs> no, is that, it? Is that everyone's a princess no. tonight? No, uh, I'm not even going to. Whatever. Anyway, have a good night, everyone. See you Keep next up time. The good brewing out there.